As the world celebrates the end to a horrible year, the NFL celebrates a completed season without any cancellations. Next up, the postseason. Who will reign supreme in the first week of the playoffs and beyond? Find out now on Beyond the Blitz. Evening, ladies and gentlemen, the Blitz crew back at it as always. Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, Chris Rogers, and we are here today for the first week of the postseason, right around the corner. And a lot of people are wondering, you know, a lot of good teams in the bracket, who's going to come out on top? Well, we got you covered. But first, we're going to do a quick rundown of the last chaotic week of the NFL regular season, week 17, all the controversies, all the action, all the high-scoring affairs. Let's get right into it. Justin, take it away, man. And the first game we have in week 17, the Bills at home looking to secure that number two spot in the playoff, facing the Dolphins who are looking to secure a spot in the playoffs in general. And the Bills dominated that game the entirety of the way, 56-26. to Yeah, that was a, a great game from the Bills. They look like the team to beat right now. You know, a team that had their playoff spot locked up, playing against a team fighting for a playoff spot in general. Um, Dolphins just didn't have it, and the Bills just got it done. Uh, that should worry a lot of teams in the AFC. You know, I can't help but think, how different would this game have been if Ryan Fitzpatrick played four quarters of this game instead of Tua? Um, you know, the Bills' great team. I think that they are easily the hottest team heading into the postseason, maybe aside from the Buccaneers, but the Bills just look absolutely unstoppable right now. Miami's defense had so many turnovers in the regular season. They continued it into this game. That defense was stellar. And for the Buffalo Bills to go out there and put up 56 points on a very good team, I got to look out for Buffalo here. Miami, it's not like they weren't playing for nothing. They were playing for a playoff spot, and Buffalo steamrolled this team. If the Bills want it, they're going to get it. And, oh, my goodness, watch out for Josh Allen and those Bills. And some news coming out of this game as well. Chan Gailey, the offensive coordinator for the Dolphins, will not return next year. So maybe we'll see a little bit of a different offense next year with Tua at the home for the Dolphins. And with the playoffs on the line for the Ravens, they get it done in Cincinnati, 38-3, demolishing the Joe Burrowless Bengals. And the Pittsburgh Steelers after and the Pittsburgh Steelers benching and the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting a lot of their players this week, travel to Cleveland, play the Browns, and the Browns barely beat a Steelers team that was playing half of their starters 24 to 22. Yeah, Cleveland making the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Uh, you know, only took them, like I said, 18 years. Uh, congrats to them. Uh, Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield, you know, maybe being one of the best head coach quarterback duos. Maybe not the best, but, you know, they're up there. Uh, Kevin Stefanski probably up for coach of the year. But barely edging out against a team that has really nothing to play for against the Steelers. Um doesn't look good for the playoffs considering that now a lot of the Browns coaching staff has come down with COVID and it's just not looking good uh, for the Browns coming into the playoffs, but congrats to them for making the playoffs in the first place. 
especially since they have to play the same team in back-to-back weeks here in the postseason. You beat them by two points with all of your starters in against a team full of backups one week. You really think that you can go into Pittsburgh this time and come out on top without your head coach at the helm? And Cleveland is a very bad situation here. Pittsburgh hasn't looked like the same team they did earlier in the year. But, I mean, you got to come out here and think that Pittsburgh should have this game in the bag this upcoming week. The Minnesota Vikings traveling to Detroit playing the Lions. And this was one of the better games coming down to a two-point conversion at the end of the game. Vikings get the win 37-35. to And an AFC East battle between the Patriots and the Jets. Jets coming off a two-game winning streak. And that was snapped as the Patriots get the win 28-14. to And what is most likely Cam Newton's last game as a Patriot. And the Giants at home against the Cowboys. Both teams playing for an NFC East title, possibly, if Washington loses. And the Giants now just waiting for the winner of the Washington against Philadelphia game as the Giants get the one 23-19. And the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Tampa Bay. And that Tampa Bay offense, they showed their dominance, showing why they should be one of the teams that should be feared going into the playoffs getting the win 44-27, to 27, but a valiant effort by the Falcons. And the Chargers looking good down the stretch of the season, and that continues against the Chiefs and their backups, getting the win 38-21. to 21. And the Saints continuing their dominant performance down the stretch of the season, getting the win against the Panthers 33-7. to 7. The Packers and the Bears, playing for a playoff spot the Packers playing for the number one seed in the NFC first three quarters look like it was gonna be a close game then Aaron Rodgers shows why he should be the MVP of the 2020-2021 season getting the win 38 to 16 and coming down to the wire another game that came down to the wire the Las Vegas Raiders getting a last second win against the Broncos 32 to 31 And with the AFC South division title on the line, the Tennessee Titans get a doink field goal to go in, getting the win against a four-win Texans team, 41-38. to I was that close for my prediction becoming right of the Titans being the seventh seed. And I was heated, not going to lie. But, you know, Derrick Henry, 2,000-yard rusher, Insane, uh, probably one of the only offenses that can be carried by a running back in the NFL, besides the Ravens. Um, but you know, Texans played their hearts out, and I saw this really touching video of Deshaun Watson apologizing to JJ Watt at the end of the game. You know, saying sorry, I wasted another year of your career. And you know, this Texans team, they they feel like a real band of brothers almost. And if they come back next year with a new head coach and you know a new uh, vigor for the game. We'll see how they play next year, but you know, Titans in the playoffs. We did a preseason episode where we ranked our top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL and add Deshaun Watson around six or seven or so. I want to go back and revisit this list, but just the season Deshaun Watson had this season first in passing yards, he was second in QBR, uh, you know, all these other stats that he just crushed this season without any real number one receiver Deshaun Watson is one of the best players active in the league right now and I couldn't imagine what he would do on a different team maybe like an Arizona type team be reunited with Deshaun be reunited with DeAndre Hopkins it won't happen as long as Kyler is here but a man can hope 
However, the Tennessee Titans, you got to look at last year's playoff performance, and you got to think they're in a prime position to repeat that performance. Getting hot into the playoffs, Derrick Henry is a different monster in December and January. Watch out for this Titan team making another upset against the Ravens, just like last season. And another note in this game as well, Derrick Henry has become yet another running back to hit the 2,000-yard mark for a season. The second Titans running back to do that, Chris Johnson, did that a little bit ago for the Titans. And the Colts submitting their playoff spot 28-14, to getting an expected win against the Jaguars. And what everyone thought might be the game of the week, especially with possibly two backup quarterbacks coming into this game, the Rams at home in Los Angeles against the Cardinals. Kyler Murray started the game, got hurt, Came back in, looked good, but couldn't get it done in the drive, and he was taken out again as the Rams' defense prevails as they get the win 18-7 to against the Cardinals. Yeah, that was just a uh, – I'm not going to say a trash game, but it, was, it wasn't it was good. A lot of sloppy mistakes, uh, but what can you expect from two backups? Thankfully, Kyler Murray not playing did not affect the fantasy championship. I still won, in case any of y'all are wondering. Thank you, Justin, for losing. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the Rams edged out the Cardinals. Um, it was kind of expected, especially with Kyler Murray not playing, uh, the Rams defense is just so much better and they're just a better team overall. Yeah. The Rams, you know, they did not look good for a team that's about to play a playoff game against a division rival a week from now. They didn't look good. It's not a good note to end the season on and teams that usually struggle in the back half of the season like this typically don't do too great in the postseason. They got the win. It wasn't a pretty-looking game, but they beat Arizona by more than a score, which is always a positive note. So, you know, maybe the Rams have something to go off of. I just, I'm not very confident in it, though. And speaking of the Seattle Seahawks, who the Rams will play in the wild card this weekend, the Seahawks got a comeback win against the San Francisco 49ers, and Russell Wilson looking good down the stretch. If he can continue this performance into the playoffs, we might be able to see Seattle make a playoff run. And what is probably the most controversial game in NFL history, the Washington football team playing for their playoff lives. They got the win against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia 20-14. to And that wasn't without a controversial call. And pulling Jalen Hurts and putting Nate Suffolk in the game, Giants fans are angry because Washington's in the playoffs because of it. What do you guys think? Washington won the game. That's not the headline here. The headline is Doug Peterson openly tanking to get the higher draft pick. Yeah, Giants fans have a right to be mad, but maybe you should win more than six games if you want to make the playoffs. Um, but like, there's there's something wrong with with the game if Doug Peterson is going to take out you know a quarterback that gives him a chance to win, and you know, there's no repercussions for it, for especially for a game like this. Um, especially, it's on Sunday night. Everyone's watching. It's for a playoff spot. It's not like it's some throwaway game up at 1 p.m. in the middle of the season. Um, you know, it's under the lights, and there's there's a lot wrong. A lot of the players are very unhappy with Doug Peterson. Uh, we'll see if they'll keep him around next season. It's hard to say. Well, the Eagles have already said that Peterson's coming back, which. I'm happy about because now us as football fans, we have someone to root against. I will not root for Philly a single game next season as long as Peterson is still on that team. And I, for one, I'm not holding back any words. I think it is a crime that Doug Peterson is still allowed to coach in the NFL after that 
absolute atrocity of a football game. First off, it's about the principle. Yes, Giants should have won more than six and ten games. It's not about the playoff implications. It's about the game. And as Joe Judd said, the integrity of the sport. When you have a rookie quarterback in the fourth quarter down by a score, less than a score, you're going to take him out of that situation. You're going to rob Jalen Hurts, a promising young rookie quarterback, of his last rookie snaps in a big game against a division rival to take a division rival out of a playoff spot. Yes, I know a division rival is going to make it anyway, but to take that opportunity away from Jalen Hurts doesn't just hurt the team, but it hurts Jalen Hurts' progress as a quarterback to be robbed of those final snaps. It's about not communicating your intentions with the team. And as the regular season comes to a close, a now seven-team playoff bracket from each conference enters the NFL for the first time, and we have some pretty good teams entering in competition this upcoming wildcard weekend. A couple of good games around the stretch, and we are going to run down our playoff bracket for you. Who will be crowned kings at the end of this season? All right, so I'll start my playoff bracket here so how about the Tennessee Titans at home taking on the Baltimore Ravens I think at this one right now to me it just comes off of what both of these teams have been doing at the end of the season I think Baltimore has been doing great when it comes to both offense and defense I think if the run game gets shut down yes they're not going to do great because we've seen in the past if Lamar Jackson has more than 30 passing attempts I just don't think they're going to win the game however Tennessee's defense has not been great I think Derrick Henry is going to have over 100 yards in this game, but that's not really going to matter. I think really the goal line is what matters. The red zone is what matters. Tennessee's defense is bottom three and allowing touchdowns in the red zone, and Baltimore is number 12 in the league. So I'm going to have to pick Baltimore in this one. I have the Baltimore Ravens winning this game for much of the same reasons as you do, Justin. Uh, Just, you know, Derrick Henry will get a lot of yards, will get a lot of carries, but that's the only thing that's going to be coming from this Tennessee offense, in my opinion. Maybe one or two deep balls during the game. Uh, but Baltimore's defense is better than Tennessee's defense. And if we're being honest right now, Baltimore's offense is better than Tennessee's offense. And, you know, they Baltimore just makes less mistakes. And for that reason, Baltimore will win. Yeah, I'm going to go the other direction on this. As I was saying before a few minutes ago, I do think Tennessee is going to have a very similar season to last year. They upset Baltimore season ago. I think they're going to do it again. This is just a different team in the wintertime. And, you know, you got Ryan Tannehill, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league at the moment. You have A.J. Brown, who's one of the best young upcoming players in the NFL right now, playing at his top game. And then I don't even need to mention Derrick Henry. He's the workhorse in any given scenario. Derrick Henry alone, he's going to put up 150 yards here. Yes, that Tennessee offense is atrocious. Yes, this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I think last possession may very well win this game, and I think that possession is going to go to the Titans. And for the second week in a row, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, this time at home against the Cleveland Browns. Look, I don't want to jinx the Steelers or anything, but I think the Steelers are going to crush the Browns in this game. It's just, it seems like Cleveland has just everything going against them. They didn't have a great game against, again, like I said earlier, and like you said, Brandon, earlier, half the starters for the Steelers are out and they only put up 24 points and Mason Rudolph looked like the better quarterback than Baker Mayfield and Mason Rudolph's the backup for the Steelers. And again, like you said earlier, Brandon too, Kevin Stefanski, 
He's not going to be able to coach because of getting COVID in this game. And a lot of the players for Cleveland have COVID and they haven't had a positive test the last couple of days, which is good for them. But I just think Pittsburgh just has a lot on the line in this game. You know, they're not pissed off about losing last week, but I just think that with all the starters coming back and the potential defensive player of the year, TJ Watt coming back in that lineup, I just think this Steelers team is going to dominate on defense, maybe not offense, but definitely defensive side of the ball because of that I'm picking the Steelers this weekend. Last week with half of their starters out, the Steelers got two sacks and four pressures against Baker Mayfield without TJ Watt and without Cameron Hayward. I think TJ Watt is going to have a huge game against this, uh, you know, uh, diminished Cleveland offensive line due to COVID. He's going to have a two to three sack game. And, you know, the Steelers are just going to trounce Cleveland. Big Ben uh, in December, I guess January now, in January against Cleveland in Heinz Field. He doesn't lose to Cleveland in Heinz Field. Uh, you know, it's it's everything's going against Cleveland right now. Everything's going for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's getting the starters back. They're getting two key injured players back in Robert Splain and Terrell Edmonds. It's just the odds are stacked against Cleveland, and Pittsburgh is going to win. Look for Nick Chubb to have a gigantic game in this upcoming week. He is really the only thing Cleveland has going for him right now. Your head coach is out of the game. That right there is a big X as is. And Pittsburgh doesn't have a good running game. you got to be good at what the other team isn't good at. So Cleveland needs to prioritize the run game in this. Try to find creative ways to get their people open and use weapons that you know typically don't see on the field time get creative with your playbook because that's the only way you stand a chance against this pittsburgh steelers defense because the steelers are going to steamroll cleveland in this game especially with how the dominoes are lining up i can pretty much just copy and paste everything justin just said i think he had it right on the noggin i don't want to jinx the steelers either but i think pittsburgh there's no way they blow this right there's no way well, I want to go off of that as a Steelers fan. There's either two ways this is going to go. They're either going to go and have a huge playoff run or they're going to lose this game. Like, it, there's no in-between for the Steelers. And going on to the next game, the Indianapolis Colts becoming the first AFC team in NFL history to get the seventh seed, traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills. All three of us have said this. The Buffalo Bills are the hottest team in the AFC moving into this playoffs. And this is going to be a big test for Josh Allen because that Colts defense is a good defense. It's a top five defense in the league. Darius Leonard right there in the middle. And he's going to do some things to wreck the game plan of Josh Allen. I think he's going to struggle, Josh Allen, towards the beginning of this game. But I think he's going to get his footing in the second half. I think he's going to find Stephon Diggs a lot in the second half. As we saw, I think it's going to be similar to the Steelers game that they had earlier in the year where they were struggling in the first half. They couldn't really get their footing, but then they made a game plan going into the second half and they just started dominating the defense. So I think it's going to be similar in this one. So give me the bills in this game. So a lot of NFL fans are, you know, predicting a trouncing of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, You know, Buffalo is going to blow them all out. But I think, uh, like you said, Justin, Buffalo is going to get off to a slow start. This Indianapolis defense will let up a, a lot of yards, but they're very opportunistic. They will, If you make a mistake, they will pounce on it, and they will make you pay. Um, you know, uh, just because Darius Leonard is just a beast. If there's anyone uh, in the playoffs this year who deserves a Super Bowl, it's Phillip Rivers. Uh, you know, I feel bad for the dude. Uh, he's 
<laughs> he's been in the league for so long with just only just a taste of playoff success in uh I guess with San Diego. Uh I hope he I hope he goes far, but I just can't see Buffalo losing. Yeah, give me the team with the hot hand here. Buffalo is going to run away with the win here, but it's going to be a better game than some people may think it is. Uh, you know, the Bills right now, the best thing they have going for them right now is the swagger, the energy, the excitement, the elevation in that locker room is what's going for Buffalo. They're coming into this game with all the confidence in the world, and I don't think no matter what Indianapolis throws at them, it's going to phase them. This Buffalo team is hype. They finally have fans coming to the game for the first time in the season for the playoffs. And we're talking about the Bills Mafia here, baby. There's no way Buffalo blows this game. Indianapolis is a great football team, best offensive line in the NFL, one of the top defensive units. Phillip Rivers still looking for that first championship. He isn't going to get it this season. It's going to be a good game, and Buffalo is going to not disappoint their fans. I really hope we're not jinxing any of these teams saying that there's no way they're going to lose. But we'll see as we move on to the next couple of games here in the wild card. How about Washington at home just squeaking by to win the NFC East, as a lot of us thought would be that as we moved into the back half of the season, taking on what Brandon said, and I'm going to agree, is besides the Green Bay Packers, the hottest team in the NFC moving into the playoffs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's looking good. The first half of the season, I think he was just really trying to get acclimated to the offense, but really once he put in the time with his receivers, I'm not saying he didn't earlier in the season, but once he got acclimated that offense and to the receivers and to his teammates in general, it just started clicking for them. And I think right now with Washington, that is a top five defense on the other end. I think Tom Brady's going to struggle early in the game, but it's going to be like, just like I said, with the Buffalo Bills, he's going to adjust in the second half and he's going to light it up. With Washington, I think the fault is the offense for them. I think this Tampa Bay defense is good enough to really disrupt Alex Smith. He's not a guy who can just throw it down the field. And Alex Smith, he can't throw off his back foot. And so, For Washington, if I was giving them advice, I'd put in Taylor Heineke this week if Alex Smith can't throw off his back foot because that's really going to limit your play calling to a lot of short throws. He can't really throw the ball deep accurately. And this Tampa Bay Bay defense will pounce on opportunities to get the ball for Tom Brady and their offense. So I'm going to give it to Tampa Bay against Washington. All right. So last week I made the prediction that Washington would beat Tampa Bay. And y'all might think I'm crazy, but I'm sticking with that prediction. Uh, You know, that Washington defense is top five, maybe even top three in the league, depending on who you ask. And we, I know we see it every year. We always say it every year. But I believe this year, Tom Brady, even with all the weapons around him, will show his age. You know, not having the off season, not having training camp, not having OTAs. That's gotta, you know, it's gotta play a factor. Like, come on. Um, you know, Alex Smith won't turn the ball over because that's just not what he does. Washington defense is very opportunistic. They'll get tons of sacks, especially against a slow Tom Brady. Because they they you know, fast defensive line against a slow quarterback. It's a good matchup for them. And I think, you know, it'll be a close game. It'll be decided by a field goal. And I think Washington will edge out Tampa Bay. The biggest point of interest in this game is Mike Evans is not going to be playing. The best player on that Tampa Bay offense is out. Now, you got to ask yourself, how much do you trust Antonio Brown? 
How much do you trust old man Rob Gronkowski? You've got Chris Godwin there, but how much do you trust these other weapons that Tampa Bay has pretty much gone out and attempted to buy themselves a championship? They very well could have done that, and they very well may show up and have a great game. This Washington defense is good. This Tampa Bay offense is also really good. Even with Mike Evans out, I think Tampa is going to put up a great fight. Tampa Bay is going to win this football game, but it's going to be a lot more low scoring than some people think. I think you're right. Brady's age is going to show a little bit here, but it's still Tom Brady. Do you really think he's going to come out in the playoffs with a hot hand of a team he has right now and lose to a team without a name, without a winning record in the first round of the playoffs? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the cards are there for Washington. I think Tampa Bay is going to take it. And the Seattle Seahawks at home taking on the LA Rams. We talked about this game a little bit earlier, and so I'm just going to say my tidbit a little bit on this game. Right now, it doesn't look like Jared Goff is going to play. Sean McVay hasn't said anything yet, but Jared Goff just had surgery one or two weeks ago. I don't see him coming into this game. Even if he did, Seattle, I think, is riding a hot hand. And Russell Wilson going into the playoffs, a guy that we thought at the midpoint of the season was going to be the MVP. That's two years in a row we thought he was going to be MVP. And then down the stretch of the season, didn't really play that well. But the last couple of games, we've really seen Russell Wilson in that offense play as well as they could to really ride a hot wave in the playoffs. I think just because that Rams offense is stagnant, I'm going to pick Seattle in this game. However, I can see Aaron Donald, that Rams defense doing enough to keep him in it. But I think a huge fourth quarter by Russell Wilson will decide this game. I think they win by double digits. Give me Seattle in this one. All right. So I really want to pick the Rams. I really want to pick John Wolford, the Wolf, and Sean McVay and the Rams, just because of how much I hate that Seattle defense. They're more of a liability than anything I've ever seen. They're like, they're not a, they're not a distraction or anything, but they're just, you'll lose games because of that defense. That being said, Jared Goff isn't playing and this Rams offense is just non-existent right now. And you know, a bad offense versus a bad defense Seattle just has an insane offense right now, and I think Seattle just, you know, edge out that Rams team. It hurts me to say that, but Seattle's going to win. Yeah, if you remember right, Seattle was my preseason NFC championship prediction. They're in a good spot here. I don't know if they're going to necessarily get that championship run. I think they're dealt a really good hand here in the divisional round. They're going up against a Rams team potentially without their starting quarterback. Jared Goff isn't elite as is, and that Seattle defense isn't great. So this game still could go a couple of different ways, but I don't know. But I do think Seattle's going to walk away with the win on this one. And what could be Drew Brees' last playoff run as an NFL player? He's at home in New Orleans taking on the Chicago Bears who have made NFL history, are the first seventh seed for the NFC. And like Chris and I said last week, the seventh seed was made for Chicago. They barely squeaked by. And that defense is good. I'm not saying that, and I am going to pick New Orleans in this game, and I'm not saying that, because the Saints are winning this game, that Chicago doesn't have a good defense. I think because Drew Brees' A's has shown the last couple of games for him down the stretch, Chicago can keep this interesting because of the defense. However, I think New Orleans' defense 
is the best that I've ever seen it. They're top five defense in most statistical categories. They're the reason why they're the number two seed. And it's not the offense. Not that the offense has been bad for New Orleans, but I think they're going to do more than enough to get the win just because that defense is going to make sure that New Orleans gets good opportunities in the red zone and in Chicago's field and also just making them punt and making sure that that Chicago defense is going to be on the field for a lot of the game. So give me New Orleans in this one. I understand why you think this uh, Bears game will be a lot closer than what people are saying, but like, what are we talking about here? It's the Saints against the Bears. It's Drew Brees, Sean Payton, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas who will be playing versus Mitchell Trubisky, Dave Montgomery, uh, Matt Nagy, uh, Allen, Allen Robinson. What are we talking about here? The Saints are going to trounce the Chicago Bears. It's not even going to be close. The Chicago Bears are easily the most uninteresting team in this whole playoff bracket. I just I don't know how they got here. They're eight and eight. I mean, this is what I was worried about what happened when the seventh seed was created is you're going to get teams that just don't have any energy making it. I mean, they don't even know who their starting quarterback is. I mean, obviously Trubisky, but still they have had so much conflict there. Trubisky isn't the future there. And to have him in a playoff game against one of the best defenses in the league, I think it's finally going to show why exactly Chicago needs to start thinking about a different direction to go with quarterback. If, some miraculous way Chicago manages to make this a high-scoring contested game and Trubisky plays really well, I think that is honestly worst-case scenario for Chicago. It may be in Chicago's best interest, honestly, to lose this game, to show the world that Trubisky isn't the future. Otherwise, you're submitting yourself to future seasons of mediocrity. You know, of course Chicago wants to win this football game. Of course all Chicago fans want to win this football game. It's just a side note. New Orleans is definitely winning this game, though. There's just nothing to like on the Chicago playoff team. And now we head to the divisional round for the AFC. First matchup for my bracket, Kansas City Chiefs at home against Baltimore Ravens. We saw this matchup early in the year, and Kansas City dominated most of this game, showed that Lamar Jackson may have been one of the more overrated players coming into the season after winning MVP last year. And I think it's going to be more of the same in this one. I mean, Kansas City hasn't played up to this point in the divisional, hasn't played their starters for two weeks, but I think that's going to be good for them. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a really good game against a formidable Baltimore defense. And I think this could be one of the games that could get away from Baltimore if they don't have something on offense. I think we could see one or two really flashy runs by Lamar Jackson to keep this one possession game for a lot of the game. But honestly, I just see Kansas City running away with this game and heading to the AFC championship like a lot of us saw at the beginning of the season. So give me the Chiefs in this one. So this game is Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Kansas City Chiefs coming off of a bye week. Andy Reid off of a bye week. All right, keep that in mind. Versus a team of running backs. In a game against Patrick Mahomes, you have to be able to throw the ball to keep it close, and you just can't trust Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. Yeah, he led his first career comeback against the Browns, but the Browns are a different team than Kansas City. And Kansas City, I think, it maybe won't blow them out, but it'll be a win by more than two possessions against Baltimore. Yeah, you guys got Baltimore there. I have Tennessee there. You talk about a team of running backs. Well, how about a running back? Just singular. Just send Derrick Henry out there on the field. Put the other 10 people on the sidelines. Just let him snap the ball to himself and see what happens. That's their best bet to win this game. Give him the rock each and every snap. 
that's not going to happen, obviously, but he is their best player. And it's going to be a very similar game to last year, I believe. This matchup is going to be exciting. Tennessee's road to the playoffs is so similar to last year, but Kansas City's far and far out the better team here. That Tennessee defense is going to absolutely destroy itself, just absolutely implode when Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs take the gridiron. The Chiefs are running away with this one. And the second game of the divisional round for the AFC that all three of us have, the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. And right now, I mean, the Bills, for all of us really, to their road to the Super Bowl is going through a lot of tough defenses. They just played Indianapolis, and they're playing Pittsburgh. The last time they played Pittsburgh, I mentioned it earlier, Josh Allen struggled in the first half and then just lit it up in the second half. And I think Pittsburgh, their offense, again, with the running game not being great, I can really see this Buffalo defense taking advantage of that. We saw the last time Pittsburgh played Buffalo, they had some red zone problems. I think they fixed that in this game. I think this one's going to be one possession game. I don't think it will come down to the team who has the ball last, but I think Josh Allen really put it on in the fourth quarter as well as Ben Roethlisberger, but Josh Allen will do just enough to get the win for Buffalo. I'm putting Buffalo in the AFC Championship against the Kansas City Chiefs. Even though I'm a Steelers fan, I'd love to see him in the AFC Championship, but Buffalo's looking too good to not be in the AFC Championship. Don't worry, Justin. I'm also a Steelers fan, and in this game, I'm choosing Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin, I don't know his exact record, but in uh, rematch games uh, during a season in the playoffs, I'm pretty sure he has a winning record against those teams that he plays twice uh, outside of divisional opponents. Um, but I think, uh, you know, it'll start off more of the same. Two very good defenses coming, uh, you know, playing big against offenses that usually start pretty slow. And then Big Ben. Uh, we'll take the training wheels off and Randy Feekner will go sit on the bench and Big Ben will draw plays up in the dirt like he did in the second half against the Colts and, you know, just play some backyard football and just throw the ball all over the yard against this Buffalo defense. And there's no, like, I'm not saying that Josh Allen can't do it, but it's his first, like, real taste of playoff experience. And I think Pittsburgh, with the veteran leadership as well as the youth on this team, We'll get it done against Buffalo. Yeah, Pittsburgh-Buffalo, what a great matchup here. Two great teams going against each other. Pittsburgh, what a hot start to the season. Easy schedule, though. They're coming into the playoffs. And the question is now, can they prove everybody that they are as good as they say they are? And it's not just because they had an easy road to the playoffs. I think that this tough matchup against Buffalo is in isn't going to help Pittsburgh's case at all. I think Buffalo's going to go out there. They still have the hot hand. I still firmly believe that the Bills, as Justin would say, your AFC East champions, going to come in here, have the home field advantage again. Fans in the stands, have the Bills Mafia behind them. Stephon Diggs having a great season. He's not going to slow down anytime. Um, You know, if the Bills had a running game, this wouldn't be a close contest, but it will be a close contest because of Pittsburgh's defense. Josh Allen is... Still young and experienced, and you're right. He hasn't had too much playoff experience, so maybe Allen will make some mistakes. At the end of the day, I just don't think Pittsburgh will be able to capitalize on those mistakes, which is why I have the Bills winning in this game. And you know I got to say it. The Bills have won the AFC East. Here we go. Part I think I would consider myself an honorary Bills Mafia fan, as I am also a Steelers fan. But you know, let's just move on to the NFC side of the bracket. 
for myself, I have the Green Bay Packers at home taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And earlier in the season, man, Tampa Bay's defense just made Aaron Rodgers look silly. And side note, because of this game, I got Aaron Rodgers in a trade in my family league for fantasy. Thankful for that. But this is a game right now. I feel like Green Bay in this weekend for the wild card, they're hoping Tampa Bay wins because they want to play Tampa Bay. They want to play them in this game and they want to prove that they're the better team. And I think Green Bay is the better team going into this game. Like I said, two hottest teams in the NFC in this game. But again, like two number 12s that have tons of playoff experience, Brady a little bit more than Rodgers. But right now, I just got to give it to Green Bay. I think their defense does just a little bit more than the offense does of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one's going to be a close one. This one's going to come down to a field goal. And man, I can't wait to see this game. But I think Green Bay, just because that defensive core I think is a little bit better than Tampa Bay's defensive core. I'm going to give the edge right here to Green Bay as I have them making the NFC Championship. So my bracket's a little bit a uh, little bit different than both of your guys' bracket. I had Washington winning that game. And you all might think I'm crazy, but I have Washington losing to Green Bay. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's just I think the Tampa Bay game Washington might have a chance, but against the hottest team in the NFC, NFC, if not the NFL, Washington doesn't have a chance. It's Green Bay by a lot. People have been wanting Brady Rogers Super Bowl for a very long time. Well, we didn't get that. But how about a Brady Rogers divisional matchup, huh? Over in the NFC, it's going to be a very exciting matchup. The best matchup of the playoffs at this point. Green Bay went out there the first time that these two teams played and just looked horrendous. You really think that Aaron Rodgers and this Green Bay Packers team with that young coach who's just doing great things on there aren't going to make adjustments? This team is going to go out there, and they're going to look like a completely different force than they did the first two times these two teams played each other. Rodgers-Brady is going to be very exciting. I have Green Bay getting the edge in this one, though. Number one seed for a reason. I do think they're the best team in the NFC, and they're going to continue it here. Great game, high-scoring game, even though great defenses. There's going to be electric. Electric is the word to describe this matchup, but Green Bay is going to walk away with it, and they will be the best of the Bays. I love that. The best of the Bays. Amazing. I love it. And let's move on to a matchup that all three of us have, Seattle traveling to New Orleans. And really, for me, this comes down to defenses. And like Chris was saying, Seattle's defense is lackluster. I know Drew Brees, like I said earlier, come down the stretch of the season, hasn't been looking like the Drew Brees we've seen earlier in his career, throwing for 5,000 yards and throwing for all the touchdowns and everything. Not having Michael Thomas has a little bit to do with that, if not a lot to do with that. But I don't know if they'll have Michael Thomas in this game. I think it will make a difference. But just with New Orleans offense, I think they do just enough to get the win here. This matchup is like a couple of matchups we've already seen of a bad defense in Seattle going against an okay offense for the New Orleans Saints and New Orleans has a good defense going against a great offense what I could say in Seattle they do have their off and on moments but I think Russell Wilson will have an off moment against a good defense give me New Orleans in this game all right so I think for everything that you just said it will be a great game uh New Orleans great defense uh versus Seattle's great offense but you know the Saints just have that much more on offense against that much less on defense for Seattle. And I think Seattle is going to lose this game. 
and Drew Brees will continue on his uh, march for a Super Bowl. We'll see if he wins one. You see, Seattle has a secret weapon that they're not going to talk about before this game. They secretly hired Mike Zimmer to dress out as assistant coach on the sideline for tips on how to upset the Saints in the playoffs. The Saints love <laughs> to blow these type of leads, and Mike Zimmer's going to come in and help Seattle very sneakily. In all reality, though, this is going to be a great matchup, two great teams playing against each other, and I think defense is going to win this championship. New Orleans is going to win because they have the better defense at the end of the day. Two high-scoring offenses. I still like New Orleans' defense better. That gives them the edge. I take the Saints in this one. Now let's head on to the conference championship games. For me, I have Kansas City at home against Buffalo. All right. This is going to be probably a little bit cringy for people to sit. Probably a little bit cringy for people to hear. I've been saying it since the last couple of weeks of the regular season. I think Buffalo is going to represent the AFC and the Super Bowl. I mean, Kansas City, yes, they've been the team really that has had the hot hand as well again they've been winning close games against teams they should easily blow out and buffalo has been blowing out teams they should easily blow out and the only thing i could have against buffalo is that josh allen like you guys have said doesn't have that much playoff experience and this could be a game where coming down the stretch he could easily throw this game away but the reason I'm giving Buffalo this game is because I think they have a top 10 defense. I've been praising Leslie Frazier the last couple of podcasts. I'm going to do it again because I think he's really transformed this defense from the first game they've had to this game right here. And just because I think they have a complete offense, a complete defense, Kansas City's defense has always been the Achilles heel for them. They've always done just enough. I just don't think they can do just enough in this game. Again, I'm not saying Kansas City isn't a good team. I'm just saying I think Buffalo is just a hotter team. I think they're the more complete team as far as a good defense and a good offense. So I'm going to put Buffalo representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, so my AFC championship game is KC versus Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh can give Kansas City a good, a good run for their money. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes has struggled against top defenses this year. But I just don't see Kansas City losing, at least in the AFC. Um, yeah, Kansas City's winning this game. Andy Reid is going to outcoach uh, uh, Mike Tallman. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the ball all over the yard, and Kansas City's going to win. I mean, I said this since the beginning of last year's regular season that the Chiefs were winning this year's Super Bowl. Said it time and time again, and I'm not backing down on it now. The Chiefs are going all the way to the big game this year. But this game has the potential, and you can quote me on this, to be one of the best playoff games in NFL history because I love this matchup. We have the one and two seeds on both sides of the um we have the one and two seeds on both sides of the NFL and both conferences going against each other in this year's playoffs. But I mean the Chiefs against the Bills matchup is easily the more exhilarating one of the two. The Bills have everything going for them. They have the hot hand, they have the consistency, and they have the young, energetic quarterback. You can say the same exact thing about the Chiefs, but the Chiefs were here this time last year. The Bills weren't. Mahomes and crew know how to get it done. I think this is where Buffalo's playoff inexperience is going to show up, which is why I have the Chiefs moving forward to play in the Super Bowl. And really, also, you can, again, if the Bills do end up losing this game, we could see this being a Kansas City 
a Kansas City Chiefs type team because with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he was going against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and Tom Brady lost to him, then came back and won the Super Bowl. I can see the exact same thing happening if Josh Allen does lose as the Bills quarterback to the Kansas City Chiefs. But again, in my opinion, I don't see it happening. But we move on to the NFC Championship game, the Green Bay Packers facing the New Orleans Saints. Right here, I just see two quarterbacks, two of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. And Drew Brees is probably, right now, the Achilles heel of this Saints team. I hate to, I really hate to say that because he's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. But right now, Aaron Rodgers has been on fire. That Green Bay defense, I think, is going to match up well with that Saints offense. They're going to really have to contain Alvin Kamara. I don't think we've really talked about him that much here in this bracket for all of us, but I think he's going to do some things against the Green Bay Packers. However, I can just really see Green Bay's offense going off. The defense will do just enough right here, and I think Green Bay is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. As Mike Tomlin would say, this game is a five-star matchup. Uh, Green Bay versus New Orleans. You know, the uh, two heads of the uh, NFL uh, Mount Rushmore, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. Um, Aaron Rodgers, definitely going to be MVP this season. For me, it's no doubt. Um, And I think they're going to beat New Orleans Saints uh, in this game strictly because, like what you said, Justin, and it really hurts to say this, uh, Drew Brees is holding this team back. I don't think the Saints have the answer on their roster. Um, you know, Taysom Hill isn't the answer. Jameis Winston, you know, you don't know because they haven't played him this year, but I don't think he's the answer personally. Sean's Payton, Sean Payton's got to find someone uh, to replace Drew Brees in the offseason, but it'll be hard for him to figure out. But I think Green Bay is going to, you know, win this game. Green Bay and New Orleans, what a matchup. As I mean, we have the same matchups here in the Final Four, number one, number two teams, and they're there for a reason. It's coming down here for me, you know, two great defenses, two great run games, great receivers, kind of. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is looking a lot better at this point than New Orleans. And again, I said it. New Orleans always finds a way to blow big playoff games, and they're going to do it again here. I think New Orleans has the potential to win this football game. I don't think New Orleans is going to win this football game, though. I think New Orleans could potentially be the better team, but they're not. Green Bay is going to win this football game. New Orleans is going to play it closely. They're going to end up blowing it, though, as they always do in miraculous fashion. And I have the Packers advancing to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And now what you've all come here to hear no pun intended we have our super bowl prediction right here super bowl 55 for me i have the buffalo bills against green bay packers brandon and chris have the kansas city chiefs against the green bay packers let's see who wins for me this matchup green bay against buffalo i think this is a good matchup right here this is a good buffalo offense going against a potent green bay defense and i think i'm gonna give the same reason for Green Bay winning this game as I gave for Buffalo winning a game against the Chiefs. I think the Green Bay Packers just have the more complete team. The only really thing that could possibly knock the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs at all is David Bakhtiari being out. We haven't talked about that really at all either. I think 
if Aaron Rodgers has pressure on him, that can really affect this game. But I think they're going to do just enough to protect him. I think Aaron Rodgers, especially in the second half, is going to go off. But this could be really a back-and-forth game, even though Green Bay has a good defense. So you got to give me Green Bay in this game with Aaron Rodgers being a Super Bowl MVP yet again. I've been waiting all night to say this. The State Farm Bowl is here. Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be an insane matchup. Like two of the best quarterbacks of all time. Patrick Mahomes has a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. But from what we've seen, how can you not call him one of the best quarterbacks of all time? That being said, Aaron Rodgers has the experience. He's been in the league much longer. He knows a little bit more tricks than Patrick Mahomes does. They have a more complete team over there in Green Bay. Their defense is much better, in my opinion, than Kansas City's. And, and you know, they may not have the better head coach. Matt LaFleur, very good head coach. Caters more to um, to Aaron Rodgers', Aaron Rodgers wants and needs than Andy Reid does to Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid just, you know, one of the best coaches of all times. But I think, you know, Green Bay will edge out Kansas City in the State Farm Bowl um, and, you know, win the game. Green Bay. This is a great matchup. Mahomes, Rodgers, what a way – to celebrate an end to a wacky season that have two of the best players currently in the NFL going head-to-head at the end of this season. That is the highlight of all of it. And I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game. Surprise, surprise. I've been saying it for months, and I'm saying it again. The Chiefs are going to come out on top, and Mahomes is going to get that better discount. Sticking with the Patrick Price here, aren't we? Patrick Price over Rodgers rate. I think seeing Jake from State Farm... Uh, perform the halftime show would be insanely uh, hilarious and i think it should be done we had uh you know spongebob last year uh, i think uh i think jake from state farm should make an appearance this year well ladies and gentlemen thank you all very much for listening and you can take these playoff predictions to the bank because one of us are going to be 100 percent accurate and that is your guarantee for the night we thank each and every one of you for listening. And as always, Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, Chris Rogers, and we'll see you next week here on Beyond the Blitz.